You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about the best and most ethical places to get ebooks and Goddamn, it's complicated. Uh, welcome to the new world order in which it is not an easy cut and dry answer over here, but we're going to get into it. Uh, but first, what are you reading, Bria? I, uh, you know, I don't often talk about um, uh, advanced review copies, but uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have Charlie Jane Anders on the show. And I got to give a shout out to her book because I read it before we talked to her. Um, her new book is a YA book, uh, Space book, wow, so up my alley, called Victories Greater Than Death, um, which is also just a wonderful title. Such a good title. Um, I just I just want to, I have to recommend it because I just think um, listeners of the show who like YA, who I feel like this is such a wheelhouse thing, Mallory, where people are like, I love queer romance in space. I love non-binary characters in space. I love sci-fi yes. that is... People nothing love nothing more than gay people in space. Gay people in space. Gays in space. Listen, gays in space, this book is providing. This book is there, but also has a very, like, it's very big. It is, you know, this. it is the Star Trek, Star Wars world you're looking, you are looking for. You know, it's, it is... Um, uh, I'll tell you what it's about. How about that? It's about um, <laughs> a girl who— uh, I mean, named, you don't really need to tell anybody what it's about if you just say gays in space. People space. are going to buy it. Um, it's about this girl named Tina, and she has always uh, known that she is a clone of this uh, alien commander. Her mom has always been like, you're this person, and someday this is going to come back. You're going to have to go on an adventure. We don't know what's going to happen, but it is going to come— back one day and you're going to have to like fulfill this destiny. And then at the beginning of the book, it does. So I'm not really telling you anything. And it's all about saving earth. It's about saving the fucking galaxy. It's like, it's saving everybody. And (laughs) there's aliens, there's swashbuckling, there's uh, all sorts of fun stuff. I really, I I very much enjoyed it. Um, And uh, uh, it is nice. It has some really great friendships in it, uh, which I love a book that has like some nice, um, nice friendships. That's another big wheelhouse item is um, friendships in space. Or just friendships. Gays in space who have good friends. Yeah, it's great. And um, if you love Charlie Jane's work, uh, totally worth checking out. Uh, What are you reading? Uh, I am actually rereading a book um, that came out this week because uh, I'm doing an event for it next week, which I'll put a link to. Uh, it is Whisper Down the Lane by a friend of the show, Clay McLeod Chapman, who has been a friend of mine for a really long time. And he writes really spooky books. So I love everything that he's ever read or I love everything that he's ever written. Uh, he came on the show a couple years ago. I think it was for his book they're remaking. Uh, and he has a new adult horror book uh out this week on April 6th um and it's about it's like one if you're uh, it's another wheelhouse item if you're a person who loves a book that takes place on like pair like two timelines mm, like yes. oh here's mm-hmm. what's happening now and also here's the creepy thing that happened 20 years ago and how it's affecting right now like this is the book for you um it's inspired by um the satanic panic of the 1980s Ooh, and some, like the true that. crime stuff you would love this this book it's so fucking good um it's about this guy and he is a teacher at an elementary school and all of these creepy things start happening at the elementary school um like there's a, a a rabbit is murdered outside and this creepy little birthday card is left in there and like all these weird things start happening and 
people start to figure out that the the creepy things that are happening are echoing uh, something that happened at the school decades before um, and how it relates to the main character. It's just like, it's one of those books that like once it gets going, you like, I read most of this book in one sitting. Like you cannot put it down. Ooh, cool. Very, very spooky. Very, very good. I am interviewing Clay next week on April 13th. Um, I will put a link to the show notes if you want to Watch the conversation, get the book from the bookstore that's putting on the event. Uh, it counts as going to a virtual book event. Hey. Um, I adore Clay. He is absolutely hilarious and one of my favorite horror writers. We're going to be talking about spooky books and, and satanic panic and things. That's Whisper Down the Lane by Clay McLeod Chapman. And mine is Victory is Greater Than Death by Charlie Jane Anders. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Ashley wrote in with a hot book tip. Wow, wow, wow. Hot clap, book clap, tip. Clap, clap, I don't know. Is that a weird <laughs> one? That, is that a good we one? We need like applause. Oh, that's good. Like a... Ooh, what about like a sizzling sound? Like when someone brings you Ooh, fajitas like at, a, at bacon, a restaurant. A bacon sound. Fake, yeah. Like a veggie. Well, I guess veggie bacon. Oh, veggie, veggie, yeah, veggie fajitas. Veggie fajitas, yeah, Yeah, like when you're at a Mexican restaurant and they bring you the fajitas and everyone stares at you. Uh, So Ashley says, just finished listening to episode 187, wanted to comment on listener Jessica's bookish problem about being able to get back into reading inside. I have recently discovered that YouTube has ASMR atmospheres. Basically, they're somewhat animated quote-unquote rooms to create ambiance and atmosphere. I put them on while reading as I can't stand complete silence. They have many options such as winter storms next to cozy fireplaces, Christmas Christmas scenes with twinkling Christmas trees and rainy days in a treehouse. Some wow. include music, but most are just crackling fire or rain on roof noises. I put them on my TV where I want to switch when I want to switch to reading mode. Home library still lacking seating. Thanks, pandemic. Hope this helps someone find their reading groove. P.S. Listening to your book on Libby right now, Mallory, and I'm obsessed. Oh my God. Uh, thank you. One, thank you, Ashley, for, for listening to my book. But also, I will attest, Jeremy, my boyfriend, loves doing this. He has a ton of them. And he'll, like, find one that's, like, a cozy room. And it'll be, like, a little animation of, like, a cozy room with a fireplace. And, like, then the sounds of rain falling on a roof or something. This deserves at nice. least a book tech segment if not a full episode because i am interested i would like to try it out let's test them out we're gonna do it okay Helen wrote in and said, I am having so much fun reading children's books right now. There's so many wonderful stories, beautiful writing and illustrations out there. And reading these children's books is helping me meet multiple goals for the year. One, reading more inclusively. I'm focusing exclusively on stories by or about people of color and women. Two, Because children's books are so short, I have managed to read a buttload of books in a few weeks. As a result, I am way ahead of schedule on my yearly Goodreads goals already. Feels a little like cheating because the books are so short, but I'm going with it. And three, I made it a goal to work on my voiceover skills this year. So I have been recording myself reading some of the children's books for my local library's Dial Story program. Oh my God, that's so cute. It is great fun. This is amazing. It gives me a chance to practice a variety of accents, etc., for recording. And I get to help out the library. Wow. Helen. I love, I love everything it. in it's this. This win, is win, this win, is win, like win, five win. hot it's like five hot book tips in one. Because wow. what a great great way to get yourself out of a reading slump than Super. to read some cute kids' books. So cute. I love it. And we should also test out the um, uh, Dial a Story program. I, I didn't even this. know that was a thing. That's so cute. If Yeah, folks, if your library has a Dial a Story program, please tell us about it. Email it to us. We want to know. We should do one. That would be really fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So Angie wrote in with a wheelhouse that is fantastical things happening in an otherwise normal world, fantasies that lean very purposely into D&D and RPG references and humor, uh, ridiculous fantasy that knows it's ridiculous but can still be serious, uh, Arthurian fiction, historical fiction, the earlier in time, the better, uh, nonfiction with a sense of humor regardless of the subject, and badass women, fictional or not. Very cool. Love That's, this. People love people a badass love badass woman. women. Mm-hmm. Badass female protagonists. Extremely uh, popular wheelhouse item. Uh, I want to remind folks with a quick bookmark that our next page to screen book club is going to be to all the boys I've loved before by Jenny Han. Uh, the film is on Netflix. All you have to do is read the book. You can get it from your library, Libby. That's what I did. Uh, and watch the movie on Netflix. And then on May eighth, join us for a live Instagram. Stream dream where me and Bria talk about uh, talk about the adaptation in the book. I am super excited about it. It is a YA book um, that all I know about it is it's about a girl who writes letters to her crushes, not intending to send them, and then one day they accidentally get sent. This is Mallory's nightmare. Mallory's true nightmare. Truly my nightmare. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. I would, I would dig a hole through the center <laughs> of the earth. I'd move to a volcano. Like, I would never, I don't know how oh, this this teenager went on with her life, but we're going to find out. So you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month. You can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. Before we talk about buying ebooks, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored this week in part by StoryWorth. Wow. Do we love StoryWorth or what? We've gotten such great feedback about StoryWorth from our listeners. We are so excited that they are sponsoring the show again. If there has ever been a year to make the moms in your life feel loved and appreciated on Mother's Day, it's definitely this one. Think about this year. It has been a tough one. It's been a tough one for moms, aunts, grandmothers, mother-in-laws, your sisters and friends who are all moms, all of these people. Honor them with a heartfelt, sentimental gift the whole family can cherish together forever. StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with them, especially if you can't be together in person, which has been happening a lot lately. Uh, Every week, StoryWorth emails a different story prompt, questions you've never thought to ask. Like, what is some of the best advice your mother ever gave you? Or if you could choose any talents to have, what would they be? I did this for my mother. She did it for her whole family. We love it. I it in, they, At the end, they give you um, a book. Uh, they compile all of your mom's or whoever's stories, including photos, into this beautiful keepsake book, and it's shipped to you for free. It's awesome. It gets you talking. And, it, and you have this wonderful thing that you can keep forever at the end. It's really great, and I find that it's just a wonderful way to connect with your family, to let them know that you're thinking about them. And the great thing is you can order it right now. Give your mom the most meaningful gift this Mother's Day with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash glasses. You get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash glasses for $10 off. Glasses. Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, News Overload. 
Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me, Dave Holmes, for two, two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month. The cure for your news overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we're talking ebooks. Where's the best place to buy them? Is there a way to buy them ethically? We get so many listener requests to answer this question that we're just going to dedicate an entire episode to it. Yeah. Um, just so you know, we don't have a specific answer. So uh, listen and make your own assessment. <laughs> But we're going yes. to get you the information. So first off, the biggest frustration that a lot of e-readers have is that they don't want to buy books from Amazon, or at the very least, they want to be able to support independent bookstores while also being an e-reader. Um, it gets complicated because obviously Amazon makes it very easy to buy e-books and send them to your Kindle. Uh, and because no matter where you buy a book, it supports the author. That's mm-hmm. actually a question I get asked a lot as an author. Like, oh, where do you get the most money? Like, it doesn't matter for folks if... Um, if people buy Lady from the Black Lagoon on Amazon or if they buy it at Skylight Books, which is my our local bookstore. Um, so, but you're supporting authors regardless, and that is fucking fantastic because authors need your support. Yeah. So baseline, that is great. But, but it's, uh, listen, we live in a capitalist culture. Uh, it is complicated on purpose. It is complicated because this is we have to people have to make money off of these books, right? So buying books on Google Play supports Google. iBooks supports Apple. Barnes and Noble uh, sells eBooks, um, but they're not an indie bookstore. And obviously, if you buy them on Amazon, you're supporting Amazon. Um, but yeah, percentages of that do go to the authors. Yes. Uh, so anywhere you buy all these places, you're you're helping out an author, but you also might be helping out a big company. Mm-hmm. Again, capitalism makes this frustrating to navigate on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest alternative, uh, the most popular alternative for folks is to buy ebooks from Kobo, uh, where you can choose a, an indie bookstore when you make your account and part of your purchase goes towards that store. A uh, couple problems with this, though, is that one, I was not able to find out exactly how much of your purchase goes towards the bookstore. Um, so they could be like, Hey, your book goes to help an indie bookstore. And they get like 50 cents. Like, I don't, I truly don't know. And they didn't, they, because they, my, the general rule of thumb with capitalism is that if a company doesn't make those kinds of numbers readily available, they're probably not very high. Um, also Kobo is is now owned by Walmart. Right. Right. Yes. Um, Bookshop.org, which is a place we always link to in our show notes. We love bookshop.org because um, they're they're giving money to your indie local indie bookstore. They have their own ebook app. Um, but I am an e-reader and I tried it out and it's not ready yet. <laughs> You're so much nicer than me. It's, it's not ready for those of us who e-read all of the time. It's just, it's actually like kind of hard to use and- It fucking sucks. Yeah. And you can, (laughs) you can use it on, uh, on your, in your browser. Um, and I hope, I, I want them to get this to where it's easier to use. Um, 
but honestly, here's the problem. I mean, you're talking about a small company, uh, you know, and I don't, I don't know how small that company is, but they, it's not the kind of thing that they're focused on. So it's going to take a minute. Hopefully they will eventually develop something better. But um, it is hard for me to recommend it because it just is not user-friendly. No, it's not a good app. Doesn't look nice. It's not easy to use. Very fucking difficult. But bookshop.org has been a huge success over the past year. And we're definitely, it's a baby app. It's a little baby app. Mm -hmm, Still has its little baby teeth. It's still figuring things out. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also ebooks.com, which is independently owned. uh, So your Monday won't be going to like Amazon or Walmart. But it currently doesn't have a program to support indie bookstores. Yeah. Um, And where does ebooks, I don't know ebooks.com. Does that, does that, can you send that? Like, so what e-readers do Yeah, you do can send support? it to any e-reader. Okay. Um, but it doesn't, like, right now what we're saying is that there's no indie bookstore that we know of that sells e-books. Yeah, yeah. And um, so ebooks.com, you do uh, all recent tablets uh, uh, using Android, iOS, or BlackBerry, including the Kindle Fire, are able to use their e-reader app. So you have to have the e-reader app. So if you have like a Kindle, I don't think you can buy books from ebooks.com because you have to be able to download the app, if that makes sense. Because on, uh, right? Is that right? We'll, ha- we'll have to check into it because I didn't, bu- I didn't buy one, uh, buy an ebook from, um, from ebooks.com, but. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like as far as, I mean, it does, you are, you can read PDFs and stuff on there and, um, EPUBs. Uh, as support, as those are ones you, if if you can read those on your e-reader, then uh, you can do um, uh, ebooks.com. No Kindles, unfortunately, and uh, no um, uh, Chrome OS devices. They are an independently owned company, but they're yeah. not, the, the we don't know yet if they're supporting them is going to do the same good to your local community or a local community or the book community in general that sporting an indie bookstore would, you know, they're not putting on events. Uh, I don't know how much they're promoting authors. I don't know how much good they're doing in their community because they're a website. Um, so the, mostly people are frustrated because they want to support independent bookstores mm-hmm. and none of these options do that besides Kobo. And we still don't even know how much that does and, and, and bookshop.org, which we just said kind of fucking sucks. So this is all clearly about buying an ebook, uh, buying ebooks. You know, you can get ebooks through your library, which we both do and we both love, mm-hmm. But sometimes you really want to buy a book and, you know, because there's a long wait at the library. This maybe is a new buzzy book and you don't want to wait six months for it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you really want to support an author extra. You know, there's a billion reasons why you would want to be buying an ebook. But, um, but yeah, you can definitely always read on your e device using Libby or, or what, or just through your e device. Um, uh, through the library. That totally works and it's definitely an option. And it is the option I use most of the time. Um, and as everyone knows, I still read on a Kindle and I'm going to read on that Kindle until it breaks because unfortunately for e-readers, the one thing we do have to think about, and we're not maybe wasting as much paper, we're not like, uh, throwing books away and stuff, but e-waste is a whole different issue and it is a big one. And at some point we'll do an episode on that too. Um, uh, but I, um, I and I and I like my Kindle. I think it's very helpful. I obviously read a ton on it, and until it dies, I'm going to hold on to that. And um, I did go try to set a Kobo account up at the library just just for shits 
and giggles. I hate that phrase. I don't know why I just used it. But um, <laughs> I, I tried to go- It is a weird phrase. Who wants shits or giggles? I want giggles, but not shits. Yeah, it's, it seems like there's a spectrum there. Yeah, like really? A bi- it feels like there's a big gap between shits and giggles. Yeah. It's like, it shouldn't be just a toss-up, like, for shits and giggles. No, like, shits. Just giggles. Let's just- For giggles. For, yeah, for giggles. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm sure that phrase means something, and people are going to let us know. Um, so you can <laughs> set up a Kobo account there at your library also. So there are some options there through your library. It doesn't have to just be Kindle. I just happen to read on a Kindle, which is why I- I tend to bring it up. Yeah, so a lot of this seems like picking your poison, and it is. That's what capitalism forces a thoughtful consumer to do. You know, you're trying to make a choice on where to buy something that does the least amount of damage and the most amount of good. That's what we're all trying to do every day while mm-hmm. still staying sane and working full-time jobs. And, you know, it's it's not easy. Um, that ultimately it's going to big systemic changes are going to be what's making a difference here. But as an individual person, you know, we can all do a little bit of good and that's what we're trying to do here. Um, That being said, again, all these choices support the author that wrote the book. You know, the ethics of it can get really muddy. Like, is it okay to buy a book from Amazon if you're buying it, you know, by a marginalized author? Like, uh, there's so much here that gets uh, really in the weeds and we can't, tell you we can't we can't make your choices for you right and in the look in the perfect world you would be able to go to an author's website buy it as a pdf and send it to whatever device you have and be able to read it that way this is not sustainable for an author it is not sustainable for a book system and i think the good and the bad thing about all of this is that uh readers are very interested in supporting the book community and readers are very interested in ethics. Like it's just, and it's, it's when the rest of the world starts to like things start to fail, indie bookstores always still do well because readers want to support indie bookstores and they don't want to support places like Amazon. And unfortunately, like where we are, I think you just have to pick where your dollar is going to stretch and, you know, and, and, and pick your, pick your battles, you know? And I think, um, I mean, that, that is what I do. I, you know, it's important for me to support authors and I support them in whatever, whatever way I can. And I try to get as many books from the library as I can. And that's where I'm at right now. And hope maybe one day if there ends up being, you know, bookshop.org comes on through, but I, I don't want to also place any blame on them either. This is also just like, I'm, no. I'm lazy and I like shit that's convenient. And my e-reader it happens to be a Kindle. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's going to mean that I'm, uh, that I am supporting Amazon when I bought that Kindle. Yeah, but I mean, again, we can't we can't tell you you folks what to do. You know, we're all just doing our fucking best. Yeah, you know, I don't buy a lot of ebooks. Uh, I get all my ebooks like for recreational reading through the library, um, and I use them. I most of the time I read them on not even my own e reader. Sorry if you can hear Lula screaming in the background. Um, I read them on Jeremy's Kindle because uh, mm. Jeremy is a Kindle. Um, but I'm thinking about buying a Kobo. I don't know yet if I'm going to do that or not. Um, but I, I ha- I've had to buy ebooks before for research for for work, and sometimes I need to buy it from Amazon. It's the only ebook that I can find, like the only place that I can find that particular ebook that's available. Yeah. Um, you know, I buy a lot of books from indie bookstores. Um, like it, it, you just gotta do you just gotta do your best. Um, but our job here at Reading Glasses is to tell is to talk about all this stuff and and let and make you aware of all the options that you have so it's 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 something to definitely think about um 
we're hoping we're going to keep an eye on um, the bookshop.org app. It's called My Must Reads, um, which they even that they need to work on. <laughs> Not a good name. Cute little it has a cute little hummingbird icon, like logo, but definitely need to work on the name. Um, I keep it on my phone and I'm just going to keep updating it whenever it gets updated and keep an eye on it. Hopefully um, uh, they'll put some muscle into it because, you know, they must know that if they get a good app going, they will be a huge competitor to Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye out. Uh, So you can send your thoughts to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And before we solve a listener problem, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by Green Chef. And hey, Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh. And with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. But hey, don't take my word for it. Listen to our very own engineer, Sean, and his experience with Green Chef. During the pandemic, I've done a lot of cooking. I love cooking and I like to cook, you know, elaborate meals or meals that take a long time because... For me, I find it really relaxing and enjoyable. My girlfriend, on the other hand, is a little less confident in the kitchen than me. Recently, our schedules changed a little bit and I'm not really around as much to cook dinner, so we've been changing things up. Green Chef has been really great for that. These Green Chef meals come with simple and easy to follow instructions. The meals are delicious and are really quick to make. These Green Chef meals have definitely stepped in on some nights where we would have gotten takeout. Two thumbs up. Thanks, Sean. Did you hear that? Two thumbs up from our very own Sean. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegetarian, vegan, or just looking to eat healthier and switching it up. There's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. Recipes include pre-made and pre-measured sauces, dressings, and spices so you can get more chef-curated flavor in less time. There are nine meal options every week for each plan, and you can switch it up, whatever you're eating, however you're eating this week. You can switch up that plan whenever you're ready to try a new way of eating. So go to greenchef.com slash 90 glasses and use the code 90 glasses to get $90 off, including free shipping. That's a ton of money. That's greenchef.com slash 90 glasses and code 90 glasses for $90 off, including free shipping. 90 glasses. Macho man to the top rope. The flying elbow, the cover. We've got a new champion. We're here with Macho Man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, Match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast. Oh, yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power. Too sweet to be sour. Funky like a monkey. Woke discussions, man. And jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices. Myself excluded. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Saturdays on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. Dig it. (laughs) 
Now let's solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Uh, Shasha writes in, I've gone through my Goodreads to read list as my New Year's resolution, but I have more than 1,500 books on it. This is really stressing me out and makes me... (laughs) <laughs> makes me feel slightly paralyzed. I almost feel like I don't even want to start with the next book because there's so many other ones out there. Do you have any advice? Shall I go through again and just remove all the hot and trendy books that I feel no connection to um, and just leave the ones that speak to me? I'm afraid this way I always read the same thing and don't discover new authors, styles, cultures, etc. Bria, what should Shasha do? This stresses me out. I'm stressed <laughs> reading reading this. I'm so shocked at this. But honestly, Shasha, fifteen hundred for our listeners, it ain't that much. I, there are people who got more who have more. Par than that. for the course. Yeah, it's okay. Um, you are not alone. <laughs> okay, my first bit of advice: do not do this all at once. If you're going to cull this list, like. That number is just too, too many. I mean, I mean, we'll get to maybe if you should just start over. But um, uh, I think like, I think maybe pick one day a week, you know, go through like one or two pages. This is this is like the easiest way to do it and say like, like, I mean, this would be me and my like weird brain that that likes to organize things like this. But like every Saturday, I'm going to go through two pages and delete 10 books or whatever. You know, like, I don't know. That's probably a lot for Goodreads a page because... Uh, but but something like that. Pick a number. You're going to delete them, whatever. And it feels like from this email, and tell me if you disagree, Mallory, but it feels like Shasha um, is already aware there are a lot of books that they aren't really interested in. Absolutely. In this email, because you're set, you literally say hot and trendy. Uh, this means you don't want to read those books because you put that in quotes, like says something that <laughs> you are not excited about, a hot and trendy book. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say, here's my other bit of advice. Don't read those blurbs. Don't even bother. If you have that many books, you probably don't remember half the plots and the ones you do remember, you probably were really excited about at one point. So I would say like base this shit on, like be cruel with this list. Like go through and like, I don't remember this book, fuck you. I don't remember this book, fuck you. Like go hunt through <laughs> and the book, the books are not, you're not gonna miss out. I'm just telling you right now, you're not missing out. And if the list stresses you out, do what you need to do to alleviate that stress. Because right now, I'm sure it's just paralyzing to even think about how to get, you can't pick the next book because the list is too long. And I feel this, like I have a lot of lists on my library, wish, a lot of books on my library wish list. And occasionally I just go through and I'm like, all right, all these books came out in 2020. I'm not that excited about. They were just they were just books that I I saw were coming out in 2020 and I was like, "Ooh, I should read these. I should read them for the show because maybe they're going to be on my top ones of the year or like I should read them because people are talking about them." But if they, you know, there's a lot of books that have withstood the test of time as books I wanted to read versus the ones that just came out last year. So that was that would be one place I would start. It's just like start 2020 and be like, "These books came out. I'm not that interested. You're probably not actually interested in like half of them, if not more." Um, so those, that would be my like three prong list of advice. Pick a time and a date, <laughs> do a little amount, amount at a time, uh, and, or two, I guess two, two, two ideas. And then, um, don't read the blurbs. Just, just start, just start pulling stuff from the list. Uh, and then maybe go through and just start with 2020. But, um, I feel like you have a longer, a longer answer to this. Well, um, yeah, if it's that fucking stressful, throw that whole damn thing out the window. I mean, that's how I feel too. Like, I mean, I just wonder throw if you want to start over. <laughs> start over. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
I honestly just delete, think that she should just delete the whole damn thing. I, it's not worth it. It's not worth it, especially if it's making you feel pressured. Have you 1,500 books on there? Clearly, Shasha, you do not have a problem finding books to read. Yeah. <laughs> you are incredible at finding books to read. Uh, so it stands to reason that if you delete this fucking thing, you're soon going to interact with more books that you want to read or... Again, I, I also understand maybe if you like made this or you like t- picking books off your TB off this particular TBR is like part of your reading routine or if that you have some attachment to this thing. Okay, um, I think you should trim it way back to a more reasonable number, like fucking ten or twenty. Oh my god, that's um, so stressful. Can you imagine going for fifteen hundred to ten? That's wild. Well, I m- maybe instead of trimming it back that far delete the whole thing and then make a new one with only 10 on it mm-hmm. you know uh just only the books you really want to read not because they're trendy you know not because you feel like you should read them there's so many i mean brian i like like you just said Brie, we we deal with this all the time where you see a book and you're like oh maybe i should read that for some reason because mm-hmm. it's a buzzy book or because a bunch of other people are reading it or because mm-hmm. of the five bazillion reasons that we've talked about on here on the show um but and and it's obviously great to discover new books and new authors, but you shouldn't feel like squished under the weight of your reading expectations for yourself. Yeah. It's just not worth it. Okay. I have a confession to make here. So I have my, you wish- are, you are Shasha. It's me. I wrote into my own show. Um, uh, I, I have a wish list at the library and that's what I use to kind of track what I'm going to read next basically. Um, and I, I pick from all over the wish list beginning and I like to start at the ones that have been there the longest. And then I pick ones that I like just put on. I kind of like do a mix. Um, but even when I have an app on my phone, I just like in a notes app, I just like keep track of what I want to add to that wish list. And I never delete books from that, that list unless I have read them or it's so basically I have two lists is what I'm saying. This is the confession. Bria, this I, is a, I didn't, I, I, we have been doing this show for four years and I've never heard of the secret I list. feel like I've talked about this as, a, as like, I write them down, like as I hear about them and then I just keep it going. And then I look at the list and like, if I've read a book, I delete it from the, from the list. Or if I'm like, oh, I just don't even care about this book at all. But the list is very old. This list is, I, has been around my phone way before my wish list at the library. So it's like the books that are like the oldest books on there are like, years old and I go to the bottom and I'll just kind of go through and be like okay this is this book's last shot it, and I'll just delete <laughs> things as I go but what it helps me and this might be what Shasha's worried about is that I'm scared I'm gonna forget I'm scared I'm gonna be like I did want to read that book and like that freaks me out for some weird reason so if I have it just somewhere and I don't even look at this list hardly ever except to like add shit to my new library wish list which is I realize that means I have two lists going and yes I understand that is a lot of lists, but I love a list. So I, that is, I'm surprised I don't more. Uh, but I, I just feel like this helps me to not feel that I feel more pressure that I'm going to forget something because I can be forgetful and that scares me. I, I do want to speak to that a little bit because I get it. I mm-hmm. am a wicked anxious person and I sometimes feel like if I forget the title of a book that looks good, I will never find it again mm-hmm. and all will be lost and the mm-hmm. book will somehow like blip out of existence and no one will ever see it. Um, but the thing is, if a book is really good, one, and it's in your wheelhouse, two, you're going to find it again. It's going to yeah. come across your, it's going to come across your vision, your, your, like some, it's going to come across your life somehow. If you and love that book, if, let it go, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, if it, it, it was so interesting that you want to read it right away, read, read it right away. You know, that's how you know. Um, it's, it, it's, this is so, 
This is a funny story. But this used to happen to me when I was on Tinder. Like, I would panic about... <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, I'm ready. I would... I, I would panic about swiping left on anyone because, like, what if they were actually amazing? You know what I mean? Oh, and once you swipe left, it's gone. They're gone forever. Yeah. So, like, it would always always end up being a waste of my time, and it made me have a have a bunch of pointless, boring conversations with people that sucked. Um, But that's what this reminds me of: is that Mm. there's so often I'll see a book and. It like I'll like the cover or there'll be like some small thing about it that makes me think I'm going to want to read it at some point, um, but not I don't like it enough to want to read it right away or very soon. Um, but I panic because like, what if that's going to be my next favorite book? What if it's the the best book I've ever read? So I would like put it on a TBR um, because so I was because I was so afraid of forgetting about it. And it, it was almost yeah. it's, it, and every single time it would I would if I forgot about it or took it off the list it would come up it would come up again and if i kept it there i probably didn't i didn't like it in the first place swipe left on those books swipe left it's a it's not fear of missing out it's fear of missing book you know it's 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 phobo 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 it's like the b is silent it'd be fom it's the fom No, it's like the bomb, but fomb. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's the fomb. Like, it's the fear. And I look, it's a very real thing. And But I do think you're right. Like, especially, you know what books come up again and again? The hot and trendy books. Like, people are always like, oh, did you yeah, did you read the, that's what the, I mean. the Goldfinch? And I'm like, I haven't read it yet. You know, like that. You don't like, have to put it on a TBR list. You're going to yeah. get reminded every single fucking time you walk into a bookstore or you interact with the book community in any way. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many books that I feel like reading, and I know I'm going to want to read them eventually, but I never put them down because, like, you know, I, I'm never going to have to get reminded that Toni Morrison is the greatest author that America, America's ever seen. You know what I mean? You just like, you don't have to worry about it. Um, I, I, so I have a couple other ideas for Shasha. One, I think that maybe she should just ditch Goodreads and keep a list of authors that she wants to check out instead of books in particular because the authors mm. might be a little less stressful. Mm-hmm. That way when you do, when she, like, I remember her saying that she was, you know, maybe concerned about not finding out about new authors or new genres of books. That way, when she feels like reading a new genre or checking out a new author, she can just pick from this list and look up, you know, look up what they've written on the, at the library or on bookshop and pick from there. Or just like a list of genres to explore, like making your own reading challenge. Like, oh, I'm mm. not, you and I do this all the time. We're like, oh, I haven't read enough of this or I haven't read enough poetry or I haven't read enough translated books. And just make a little list like that and then just look, like whenever you feel like reading that particular type of book, Google it and find some um or write into us and we'll give you a recommendation i think keeping track of what she actually wants to get out of her reading instead of specific books might be more helpful does that make sense like oh yeah yeah i see what you're saying so if like shasha's like i i want to i i want to read nature books or whatever like then then it's like this is then you can decide that's the books that you need to I feel like that's more of a read next thing instead of like uh, a book list thing, though. You think she should make one for each individual interest or? No, just if if she feels like she's not reading, if she's not reading widely enough, like make a list of Mm -hmm. five different types of books that she's not reading enough and then try to get through it in a year. Everything else, everything that she, that any reader, like I never need to look for horror books anymore because they just come up. 
You know what I mean? It's not literally. Mallory wakes up in the mor- in the morning and and <laughs> she finds a horror book under under her pillow, like the tooth Perry was there. <laughs> oh my god, that is my fucking dream. <laughs> That'd be the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, like the things that you like and the things you interact with all, all the time are gonna come up. You know, like we keep saying, she, she, clearly Shasha doesn't have a problem finding hot and trendy books. Shasha must like live in a club or something or like there's just all kinds of like cool stuff going on near her and all the hottest books are always are, are always coming like interacting with her in some way. I think so, this yeah. is also a bit of a um, it, it is a what you should read versus what makes you happy situation. And like yeah. you should just pick those books that make you happy. And I think that is a bit of looking at that list and going delete those books that you're like I feel pressure to read this like don't this is not there's no book assignment here we're we're not in grade no. school you don't have to read uh the scarlet letter just because people are like that's an important book you don't got to read it you don't have to so i mean and no. and like it's a fuck I, nathaniel hawthorne <laughs> i mean do do you fuck nathaniel hawthorne that's the question and if you do you do not <laughs> swipe left on nathaniel hawthorne <laughs> I think, uh, but yeah, I think, look, what we're saying is that uh, be ruthless. I think you need to be a little bit ruthless. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're all going to die someday. Don't waste time reading crappy books. You know, yes. if there's a book that you feel like, oh God, I don't really, I'm not super interested in this, but I feel like I should read it. That's, uh, d- dump it. Just yeah. don't, don't even bother. And mm-hmm. that, and of course, absolutely, we understand that so many of us, us included, are we're always trying to read more diversely, different types of authors, different types of genres. But in the uh, the two categories of books that you're gonna fucking love and div- and like more diverse books, it's not two circles; it is a Venn diagram. And there are books <laughs> that are somewhere between those two. There is a book that you're gonna fucking love out there that is a that is more widely than you've ever read before. And like that is obviously like the white whale of reading, like mm-hmm. the one that we're always always chasing. But if a book doesn't look interesting to you, it's it's not gonna be it. It's just not gonna be it. And let me just do a little math for you here. If you read a hundred books a year, you ain't done. If that list that you currently have in fifteen for fifteen years, and that is a very long time for you to make it through way through this list of books that you don't really care about. And doesn't like a million books a year come out? Yeah, something, something like hundreds of thousands of books come out every year. And like, just be ruthless. Swipe left on those books. Yeah, just get yeah. And Swipe Shasha, left. we're really interested to see what. If if any of this advice helps, and if it does, what what is, what is helpful? Please keep us posted. And if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to Reading Glasses Podcast at gmail dot com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group, and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, you can buy Reading Glasses tote bags, shirts, and stickers in the Maximum Fun store. There's a link in the show notes. And if you like the show, you like Bria and I, you want to do something nice for us that's free, how often do you get to do that in the world, folks? Give your friends a present that is free. (laughs) Incredible. You can rate and review us on iTunes. It's great for us. It helps us reach more listeners. It helps us look fancy as fuck. Advertisers see that and they're like, hot damn, we should give these ladies some money. And we're like, yes, please. We have to feed our cats. You can find us on, uh, you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading. reading. <laughs>